The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Jonathan Downs. Jonathan is Executive Director of Kaiser Reef, which has the code KAU or Kilo Alpha Uniform. Kaiser Reef only joined the Stock Exchange list in February this year, and initially at least, its focus was on the New South Wales portion of the Lachlan Fold Belt and its Stewart Town and Macquarie North project areas. Stewart Town is located between Newcrest's Cadia Gold Copper Mine, which is currently the biggest gold producer in Australia and probably one of the lowest cost. And uh, on the other side, uh, to the north, is the exciting Boda Gold Copper Discovery of Alcane. From that, it can be taken that Kaiser Reef was already on the radar for investors. But in October, Kaiser, and I'm not sure if I can abbreviate the name to just Kaiser, but I just have, I guess, dialed things up by striking a deal which sees its step into Victoria in a big way. As we all know, Victoria, Victoria is also a hotspot for gold, thanks to the Fosterville mine near Bendigo, owned by Canada's Kirkland Lake. It's become one of the world's most profitable mines, if not the most profitable, thanks to the discovery of the super high-grade Swan Zone. Fosterville is currently the third biggest gold producer in Australia. Now, Kaiser's deal involves it picking up two historic high-grade Victorian projects, the A1 mine near Jamison, about 120 kilometres northeast of uh, Melbourne, and the Morden Project, about 140 kilometres northwest of Melbourne. The A1's heritage stretches back to the 1860s with a production history of 620,000 ounces of high-grade gold. It's in Garen Perrault's favourite part of Victoria, probably because he remembers his first kiss there on a school tour of the Long Tunnel Extended Mine at the equally historic mining town of Walhalla down to the south. Malden, in the meantime, has a history of 1.74 million ounces of gold at a grade of near enough to one ounce a tonne, and it comes with the Union Hill Mine and the Porcupine Flat Gold Processing Plant, both obviously near the town of Malden. Its processing plant has been uh, shoving through material from the A1 recently. I will get Jonathan to run down, uh, give us a rundown on the deal and the associated equity fundraising in a moment. But first up, I'm going to welcome him to the podcast. Hi, Jonathan, and thanks for your time today. Hi, Barry. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Great. Thanks, Jonathan. Now, just as a bit of a scene setter, could you give us a bit of a background on yourself and a bit of a snapshot of Kaiser up until the October deal? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, well, I'm a, um, uh, I guess, a career geologist. I studied at the ANU and came across uh, to WA to start off a mining career, and that's been... Um, uh, in my my blood now for thirty years. Um, it's a fabulous industry, and I've been involved in um, in eight IPOs, and we've built um, uh, four mines in in the course of those. So we like to think that uh, as a team, um, we're, we're very focused on taking these assets right through to development, and. Um, uh, I guess most recently, uh, before Kaiser, we floated uh, Galena Mining, which is uh, going through the stage of building its mine now. Mm-hmm. And 
um, that's a, a WA based uh, lead silver project. But um, I've, I moved on to uh, start up uh, Kaiser in, as you said, in February we listed that, and um, you know it's a, it was a, uh, a, I guess, a very uh, successful listing, and we we have this um, land package and. and Pretty significant historic gold field located, as you said, between Acadia um, Gold Mine and the Alcane Boda Discovery, and and it on trend. Importantly, there's that that sort of sits on a similar trend, and we have commenced some drilling there. But uh, we came across this opportunity that was just compelling, so we had to uh, roll our sleeves up, and and uh, unfortunately, the process is quite arduous. Mm-hmm. We had to. In the stock, prepare a notice of meeting, a full prospectus, which um, which is a, a pretty significant document. But unfortunately, we have to cover all the information and, and made it um, a, a much bigger task than than um, probably a lot of people would appreciate. But um, uh, that is done, and that prospectus is now live and open. And we've got a priority pool for our existing shareholders, but we've also have it open for uh, for other investors should they be interested and. And what we're buying is um, trans- transitional for the company. It will it will see us go from um, being a, uh, uh, a gold explorer to to a gold producer and radically improve our gold exploration package as well. Um, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with how popular the Victorian goldfields are now, mm-hmm. and um, the the Kirtland Lakes operation, I think it's a six billion dollar company and is Australia's lowest cost gold mine, uh, is very high grade, just um, uh, to the north of the the Malden project area, and um, uh, at, at the moment the the operation is in production. It's been in production right through a difficult period uh, when it went it, it collapsed when the gold price fell over when when Dacian and Gascoigne and Blackham were struggling. It was a very difficult market for gold only a couple of years ago. And um, um, the Centennial Mine, which was an ASICS-listed company, wasn't able to raise funds to keep things going. And they were ramping up a new mine and and, uh, they basically ran out of funds and and collapsed under a large amount of debt. So we're bringing everything back. It's a uh, spectacular gold price. The operations have continued under... Operating under the administrators, so mm-hmm. that's made it. Um, you know, you don't you don't do that unless it's a, uh, a, a you know, I guess a, an attractive proposition to do so. Mm-hmm. And we um, uh, we've seen the 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 head grade of all going through the mill for the last eighteen months has been over eleven grams of t- a ton. Mm-hmm. It's got a talented team of um, uh, miners and process plant operators th- that are operating it, so it comes with a a, a team with deep experience operating the mine, and that mine is operating well under capacity. It's had no exploration work done, no development work, really no no reserve drilling, um, and um, uh, that's what's a very exciting proposition about this is the prospect to ramp its production back up into what, what should um, be a very profitable operation when it's up and running, especially at those sort of grades. And um, at, at the moment, there is a... Uh, a drill rig underground doing the first proper exploration work going forward, and I think that will be very exciting. So we'll come out of this raising with, um, we hope, some um, exploration results where we're drilling into a high grade load that that will will be the 
projects or the company's first reserves in a very long time and we'll immediately um, put a decline in to develop those so it's not too far from the current workings and um, that'll be the ramp up point where we're targeting a a bigger more bulk tonnage style um, operation going from uh, sort of a handheld air legging operation into a a long haul um, style. Okay and just to um, clarify things for me was it? Is it also processing ore from the A1? I'm oh, sorry that that is the, the the processing plants located in Malden. Mm-hmm. The mine is all the only mining um, is being conducted at the A1 mine at the moment. Right. So we have we have the exploration work going on at A1, and that material will be taken to as it is now to Malden for processing. Malden itself is a very exciting proposition because. It also, as, as you pointed out, has a production history of 1.7 million ounces, 28 grams a tonne, um, and has some very exciting exploration projects within it, including the Nuggety Reef Mine, which was a historic mine that produced 301,000 ounces of gold at 187 grams a tonne head grade, which is um, uh, extraordinary and mm-hmm. rates Australia's highest grade mines. It's, it sits on this unusual granite contact and that granite contact continues at a shallow angle underneath the, the, all the historic gold workings. And there's a lot of theories about why the gold sits above it and, and um, what the potential might be. But it hasn't really been explored uh, in great detail, although Western Mining did do some drilling uh, a long time ago and did get up to 204 grams a tonne um, in their drill results outside that, that um, historic area. But, but on strike. So I think there's some um, extremely exciting exploration potential in the district as well. And, and the beautiful thing about the Malden project is it's a granted mining license that um, that has a lot of existing infrastructure. There's already a decline there. There's um, ventilation. There's, the, the mine is dewatered at Union Reefs. And there's a portal at Nuggety Hill that just needs that decline put in. So um, there's a there's uh, potential to convert any discovery into production very rapidly. Mm. What's the scale of the plant? It's a 150,000 tonne um, carbon in pulp style plant. So it, it is scalable. It's something that could be upgraded from 150,000 tonnes. But um, uh, if you're dealing with high grades, the size of the plant mm. doesn't really matter too much. And, and one example I'll give you is that those 300,000 ounces at the Nuggety Reef Mine, representing about uh, three quarters of a billion dollars in Aussie dollar terms uh, at the moment, was contained in only 50,000 ounces, uh, tons of ore. Yeah, magic stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've actually visited the uh, Morden uh, treatment plant many, many years ago, and it was at a time when uh, uh, gold mining of any type in Victoria was uh, a difficult subject, but... Um, I seem to remember it, it, the operation had a very good, well, it was configured to minimise uh, noise and dust, obviously, but it had a very good relationship with the local community. Is that still the case? Yeah, yes, it, it, it certainly does. It's quite a significant local employer. I mean, the Malden town is actually originally there because of the gold mm. mining, so it has that, that heritage link. And... Um, we, we certainly, it's not located right in the town, but, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Okay. So unlike uh, picking up a project in WA, which might have a, 
I don't know, 100,000 in reserves, resource reserve. Uh, are there any um, JORC compliant resource reserves associated with this acquisition or is it more a um, development, uh, exploration development slash scenario that you'll be pursuing? We've taken a very conservative view. Um, it did have a, uh, a significant resource which um, was um, uh, recorded with the ASX and, and it's on the Centennial Mining website, which is still up and running. Mm-hmm. Um, at centennialmining.com.au. But um, for the sake of our prospectus, we, we don't talk about that. It's a much cleaner uh, situation if we um, look at the data at hand. We've, we've had a team of experts come up with a local, more applicable resource base that's immediately economic. So um, we're going to start pretty much from scratch from a resource basis, and, and that's what the Jewel Rig's doing now. That's the first big start. Right. Uh, and we're going to rebuild that. Yeah. And in the interim, uh, a lot of uh, exploration going on in Victoria currently. I guess um, there is potential for Porcupine Flat, the, the treatment mill that is, to become something of a potentially a, a toll treater for other people's ores, and if that pans out. Ab- absolutely, Barry. That's a, um, a point of significant um, latent value that um, uh, I believe is is something that that will become um, more um, prominent in the near future. There's, there certainly are some very active explorers. Some of them are getting some great results. And Victoria, being being Victoria, you know, I, I think the um, uh, the idea of building a new gold processing plant would be more difficult than um, it, it was even um, twenty years ago. Mm. So. Um, terrific strategic advantage in owning a mill that's um, fully permitted and operating, um, and uh, and I think uh, as a central hub for for the other producers could be um, a big win for for the Kaiser shareholders as well in the future, and obviously for for the other um, explorers who will hope to have some pathway to realise revenue. Right. Okay. Now the A one. Um... For a long time, it's been sort of air leg uh, mining, uh, narrow but high grade sort of reef systems. Um, what's the what do you see is the upside at the A one? The A one is a um, interesting um, ore body. It's a little different to your typical Victorian reefs. It's actually uh, was discovered in eighteen sixty one and has been in production pretty much the whole time right up till today. So it's a um, extraordinary operation from its from just a mine life perspective. Mm. The, um, the ore body is hosted with an intrusive unit. So it's, it's uh, and what that means is it's not just hosted in narrow high-grade reefs, which it certainly is in part, um, and that's what's currently being mined with the air legs, uh, air leg mining operations, but um, it's it's got a, a, a sort of a diorite host that is mineralized as well, and that's much wider. It's up to 40 metres wide, and... Um, that's the subject of our current drilling right now, which is to define a larger, wider bulk source of ore. Yep. These have been mined in the past. They have been very profitable. And there's a new one uh, that hasn't been exploited yet called the Queen's Load. And the Queen's is, um, is, is looking very good from the current drilling that we're doing right now. So the vision is then to define a proper reserve there and and extend that decline that we have 
to start long haul uh, mining, which will, uh, I guess, ra- radically imp- increase the amount of ore that we start trucking to to Melbourne. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that that's the vision, and that's it's on track and looking good. Right now, I guess uh, the obvious question from a lot of people will be, what does this mean for the New South Wales projects? Um, is there a shift of focus now, or uh, will the company be continuing the exploration programs up in New South Wales? Uh, I think we'll certainly continue. Uh, we we did we did a first round of drilling in New South Wales, and it was um, difficult to explain to the market because we got um, one of our drill holes, for example, um, returned a fifteen meter zone at just over one gram a ton, but it wasn't easily repeatable. The assay labs uh, commented that they had a lot of trouble getting a continuous reading on that because it had a coarse gold fraction. So we, we did what we call a fire screen assay and we, we separated the, the coarse, coarser rock from the drill, drilling, uh, which was RC drilling chips, from the finer material. And we got, um, uh, if you look at the 75 micron fraction, which was less by volume, then, then the, it, was 50, it was 13 metres at, at around or over 5 grams of gold. But if you look at the fine fraction, it was... Um, uh, 13 metres at 0.3 grams of gold. Mm. So we've got a lot of work to do to work out what's happening. And I suspect we've got these um, very coarse gold or you'd almost call them micro nuggets making up the ore body. And uh, uh, we're still trying to resolve exactly what to do, but we, we might in fact have to take those um, 20 kilo samples and actually process them and see what amount of gold is actually in there. So um, the, the first phase of drilling was really interesting there's definitely gold there and we hit gold in almost every drill hole but um, it's going to take us a little time to work out how to tackle the next exploration uh, and um, we are certainly committed to seeing if we can um, if we can make a success of that project right there is <clears throat> I think the history there Stuart town I'm talking about uh, dates back to what the 1850s and there's an absolute swarm of historic uh, digging scratchings uh, in the area. Um, but here we are in a couple of hundred years later and we still don't really know, is this a million ounce field or two million ounce field? Um, why is there that mystery? Is it the geology or just because it was ignored for some other reason, maybe the Victorian gold fields coming along? Uh, it's a really good question. Um, it has had some big owners in the past, including Newcrest, but... Um the the or sorry um, CRA which is now, is now Rio Tinto, um, it it hasn't it hasn't had much real focus. They've done a preliminary soil program. They got some gold, but um, no one ever really followed up. But um, it is a fascinating gold field. It was a as you said, it's it's one of the most prolific gold fields by the way of number of shafts and mine workings um, that I've ever seen in my life. And um, uh, the fact it's had so little drilling and exploration is staggering. The um, the mine the, the whole field was mined in, as you said, the 1850s, and it wasn't until 1875 that they started keeping records about the gold that was produced. And at that stage, the field was actually being um, wound up. Mm-hmm. So it had a massive gold rush, but the records are even the records of the gold that was produced are, are um, almost non-existent. And you know, since it closed, I think about 170. Thousand ounces was produced, but um, 
but it is thought that it could have been a much, much larger amount in the early days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, just some uh, housekeeping associated with the Victorian deal. Um, obviously, floated early last year, so your capital base is very tight. What's uh, And you've got the prospectus out there now for, what, $7.5 million, uh, at 30 cents a share. I'm just wondering what... What is the scale of the company going to look like post uh, the deal going through, or assuming shareholders voted through on December 21 and the fundraising is uh, completed? Well, well, at the share price that we're raising the money at, mm-hmm. uh, which is $0.30 cents a share, um, and on a post-consolidation basis, there'll be 115 million shares on issue. So the company will be worth about $38 million um, uh, fully diluted, about $35 million, um, pre-dilution. So you've got a $35 million market capitalization. We'll have about $10 million in the bank and, and um, an operating gold mine with all these gold fields. So, so the enterprise value will be $25 million and I think that would be um, right up there, if not the lowest um, enterprise value for a gold operation in Australia. It's, uh, it'll, it'll allow the company to get re-rated, and I think that's the whole the whole plan and of that 10 million um there'll be a, a slab of that directed to exploration um say in new south wales as well as uh, the victorian operations yes that's right so it's it's actually, i guess what i'm saying it's not going to be the sole focus will not be simply production uh you do intend trying to uh, size out these projects on the exploration side of things Absolutely. Um, our shareholders are very clear about um, the, their focus on exploration. I think that ongoing work at Stuart Town is, is uh, a given. We're definitely um, very excited by the prospects uh, at, at the A1 mine at Deeps, which is currently a subject of exploration. We'll be uh, also focusing on the Nuggety Reef mine because uh, personally, I think that's just incredibly exciting. And um, and the Union Hill mine, uh, which is on care and maintenance, will be a high priority to do some exploration around that too, given all the existing underground workings there, we'll be able to uh, use that as supplementary feed for the mill as well. So um, we've got numerous fronts of exciting exploration going forward, and, and I think that's what the market really mm. wants. Obviously, having a, a profitable mine behind you to you know, keep that cash flow going to, to drive your expansion is, is going to be a big win for us as well. Okay. So let's uh, just bring it all together in, for investors in terms of what they should uh, look out for in the next uh, three to six months. Sure. Um, well, uh, hopefully very, very early next year, we, we will be, uh, we'll be trading again. And at about that time, we should be in a position to release the exploration results from the underground we'll have to start showing the market uh, the production on a quarterly basis that we're getting out of the mine. And I think those grades will put us in a, in a top percentile. So, um, I, you know, I, I, I believe the high-grade gold will continue out of the, the A1 mine. Mm-hmm. And, um, then we'll have all the um, – we'll be ramping up all the other exploration as well. So uh, we'll be well-funded to do that. Um, uh, the company, for the first time in a long time, will be uh, uh, from from the Victorian perspective, will have no debt, so it'll be really free to to uh, do a proper job on on unlocking value in the, the Victorian fields. Right. Okay. What a remarkable story, really. Transformation from, uh, as I noted earlier, lots of interest in the New South Wales exploration effort, but uh, to transform into a producer from a high, well, 
fairly famous uh, mine names in Victoria in the space of uh, what, 12 months from listing. Uh, remarkable stuff. So with that, Jonathan, I'm, I'm going to say uh, thanks for your time today. Thanks for the explanation. Uh, really interesting stuff and uh, we wish you all the best. Cheers, mate. Thank you.